WBNE. Howdy, Yooks, and welcome back to Burger and Eggs. I'm Tyler Carlin. And I'm Ethan Edgehill. And this week, we actually had a little bit of a scheduling snafu, and we did not want to, uh, well, we honestly, to be completely honest with you, we don't have time to record at a different time. So instead, what we're going to do is we're going to re-release an episode we did um, last year during Pride Month on Love, Simon with Vegard, um, because I really love that movie, and I really feel like we should celebrate it more. Like, the thought of a film about gay kids just being like a totally normal thing to me i don't know it's just it just felt good this year yeah it, it and it like i've thought about it every single week so i just want to revisit that conversation so uh, it wasn't planned but i hope you enjoy this episode we'll be returning next week with um hamilton with the girls from sincerely us uh becca and eni so we'll be looking out for that i'm super duper excited to talk hamilton on bacon and eggs that's gonna be awesome and hey, yeah Ethan, probably is there anything you wanted to say so there's uh, our plan this week was to re- release an episode on a movie called pride of all things uh not pride of all things but pride end sentence you know of all things the movies could be called a movie called pride which is a 2014 British film starring Bill Nye and the guy from The Wire and the guy who plays Moriarty on Sherlock. I know none of these people's names except Bill Nye and uh, Imelda Stanton who plays Dolores Umbridge. And it's a really great, 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 great movie that we watched this morning. And we had a plan to release that with a guest and our guest was sadly unable to make it for the recording today. Life happens. Things happen. She was Ill. Ill. Yeah, t- taken ill. Ill. And so we will get her back on the show in a couple weeks, hopefully. at some. We'll get her back at some point to talk about this wonderful, wonderful, wonderful movie. In the meantime, this wonderful movie called Pride is available on Amazon Prime, or I think you can also rent it from Amazon. Uh, it's available for Prime Video customers as well as for rent on Amazon. And if you like Love, Simon, or if you like any movies at all about happiness and, and fun and gay stuff, you should go listen to it because it is super happy and super beautiful and super sad and super gay and i loved every and minute of super it de- oh my god it's amazing it, it was the first movie we've watched um about like gay characters in a long time that i was like okay this is just like a movie that just accepts people for the way that they are right and it's it's truly just absolutely excellent and I, there's no romance in it whatsoever yeah and it's oh it's so good it oh, has I it has it. all kinds of different stories in it and it's it's a movie about the british miners strike of 1984 which apparently is a thing that people just know about in england um i certainly hadn't heard i of was it. aware of yeah i certainly no. hadn't heard of it but they people on the internet talked about it the same way like we talk about like civil rights where it was just like that was a thing that happened like it I is it is that. everybody knows knows about the the british minor strike of 1984 and also about margaret thatcher and all these things because the movie just takes us all this stuff for granted and i was sitting there like lost yeah but it, i mean it is also followable oh for sure no great movie i just feel like we we covered most of our minor strikes in like 1910 yeah um, yeah i would agree you know october sky right you know that that's a movie <laughs> about minors what, this yeah so this movie is like what if october sky was just a little bit more gay well so the, no it's, it's, it's there's a lot of especially uh British films like this where just like a bunch of really cool people go to a really hateful town somewhere and make it wonderful. Yes. There's a lot of movies like this is it's, it's just it's kinky boots but about miners instead of shoemakers. Yes. And it's very good. I really really enjoyed it and I want you to watch. It. So go watch it 
and it's on Amazon, and we are Tyler Carl and Ethan Edgehill uh, bidding you Arrivederci until we cover Hamilton. But in the meantime, here is our episode from Pride last year about Love Simon with the wonderful Vegard, whose last name I can't pronounce at all. I, honestly, it was one of those things where when he said his name, I was like, "Yeah, he just doesn't have." There's a, last a name. there's a fjord in there. I know that much. Literally, <laughs> the, the, one of his names has fjord in it. <laughs> So uh, enjoy this conversation and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Hank Green's first book, An Absolutely Remarkable Thing, was released in 2018. The story of a young woman thrown into and then growing her fame as the world suddenly has to deal with massive changes in the form of contagious dreams and mysterious 10 foot tall robots that have appeared in every major city. The Associated Press said it was a thrilling journey that takes a hard look at the power of fame and our willingness to separate a person from the brand. Book reported said it was was perhaps as honest a look as we will ever get into the phenomenon of cyber fame. And Ethan, I have a positive review here from the San Francisco Chronicle. Go ahead and grab a negative review for me. San Francisco Chronicle says, uh, it is sparkling with mystery, humor, and the uncanny. This is a fun read, but beneath its effervescent tone, more complex themes are at play. I could not find a negative review for this book, Tyler. Could not find one anywhere on the internet. That's because it was so good. An absolutely remarkable thing was absolutely remarkable. But that novel, novel, navel, that navel, is the navel, is that a belly button? Yeah, that's a belly button. Do robots have belly buttons? I don't think the Carls do. The Carls? I don't think they do either. Well, that novel is now out in paperback or at your library. Library? Library. Library that lies to to you. Library. There's R in there. Library. Well, what about a berry that lies to you? I've never trusted raspberries. Okay, that's the one where you don't say the letter in the middle. Raspberries. It's, it's raspberry and library. Library. And also in cheap audio form. The sequel and conclusion of the story, A Beautifully Foolish Endeavor, is out to sparkling reviews. I They're genuinely only positive reviews for this book. Hang wanted this publisher to sponsor a ton of small podcasts, but they said that was too weird. So instead, Hang took 5% of his advance from the book and did it himself. And that's us. We are that small podcast. We are the small podcast. I mean, there are a lot of other small podcasts that are also getting this advice, yes. <laughs> but we are one of those small podcasts. We are one of those small podcasts. Library Journal Start Review said, throughout this adventurous, witty, and compelling novel, Green develops sharp social commentary on the power of social media and both the benefits and horrendous consequences that follow when we give too much of ourselves to technology. The book is out in July 7th in physical, audio, and ebook wherever books are sold, or you can just go to hankgreen.com and that will get you where you need to go. Tyler, I have pre-ordered my copy from hankgreen.com and i am very excited for it to get here like monday not this monday the monday after we release this i see hank do that on tiktok a lot hank do what i'm talking about oh he's always talking about his book (laughs) he is always talking about his book on tiktok it is a brilliant brilliant guerrilla marketing campaign for sure where he's just like holding it for no reason Uh, right yeah i think it's so great just hank green like telling you about science and holding his book anyway Thank you so much to uh, Hank and all of the people involved in A Beautifully Foolish Endeavor for sponsoring Bacon on Eggs and small podcasts everywhere. I was a huge fan of An Absolutely Remarkable Thing, and I was a huge fan of the time that Tyler and I awkwardly met Hank Green in a hotel lobby for PodCon. Just, be- just before he was on Hello from the Magic Hello Tavern. from the Magic Tavern. It is it is a truly remarkable opportunity to, to receive this, this ad for this book. So go buy it on our recommendation. This is going to be great. And buy the original one too, if you haven't already bought it or if you have, buy it again. We can all talk about it together. Yeah. Anyway, back to the episode. Back to the episode. 
Howdy, Yokes, and welcome back to Bacon and Eggs. I'm Tyler Carlin. And I'm Ethan Edgehill. And today we're finding love. Or maybe we're just going to Waffle House. So check your emails. And meet me at the Ferris wheel. Because today we're bringing you... The Love Sight. You've got mail. We're not bringing you You've Got Mail with Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. I mean, the check your emails part threw me off. Love, Simon. Okay. Love, Simon was released on March 16th, 2018, just 452 days ago, which is like a weird amount of time. It's hard for me to fathom March of last year. Just over a year ago, yeah. Just over a year ago. On a $17 million budget, it made $66 million worldwide, got a 92% critic rating, 88% audience rating on Rotten Tomatoes, and a 72 on Metacritic. But more important than all of that, for week two of Pride Month, we're joined by none other than everyone's favorite guest, and quite possibly, sorry Seamus, the most requested guest to come back on this show. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> what? My god. Is that real? Is that real? Yes. I swear to it is like daily. When's Vagar come back in your show? It's like uh, uh, well I appreciate that. Well, hello, I'm back. We're so glad to have you back. I Yay, I'm so excited. I'm really interested to hear your take on American high school, being gay yes. in American high school and Oh yeah. Like all of the above. Because I have no idea what it's like in Norway. Oh yeah, well I can definitely talk to that as well i want wanna... i want all of it the thing is i don't even yeah. know what i think it's like in norway like i don't is even have so... a guess i also want to talk about ethan and i's experience with gay in high school not <laughs> <laughs> with gay with gay, with gay with... It's a... <laughs> well it's like uh, that means something totally different than like ethan and i's gay experience in high school yeah. right <laughs> there's, no, there's no good way to, to get around that sentence <laughs> Maybe with sexuality. <laughs> that's that's probably that's with probably it's probably a better way but to put it. Um, our experience with gay. <laughs> you know that guy we went to high school with named Gay. Yes. Oh, that's how our government teacher taught it. Actually, he would call people like the blacks and the gays and the Muslims. What? Oh yeah. Welcome to Virginia. <laughs> oh, that is. That is something else. Yeah. I was I was pondering that this morning. I was thinking to myself, I was like, you know, we really only had, like, the one token gay kid in our graduating class. Oh. Like, we we had yeah. the Ethan, right, from the movie, not, not Ethan from not the podcast. Me. That's going <laughs> to yeah. get confusing here during this episode. <laughs> yep. Um, but we had, Just like, the Ethan from the movie. And, like, as far as I can remember, Ethan, correct me if I'm wrong, that hasn't changed from the 200 people we graduated with um i mean i don't keep that good tabs on 180 on... of those people so <laughs> wait you had 180 people in one class well class means like everyone your age at that school oh okay yeah, yeah. i see so like that yeah we graduated sense. with 200 other people that were our age and no one else has come out as gay i think there was a girl I'm relatively see. Yeah, I'm relatively certain there have been several of the of the the female variety who have, um, <laughs> who have come out since the then. female variety. Yeah, who have yeah, who have decided that they also are interested more interested in females than males. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't think of another guy. Hmm. Well, there was the the well, the guy that's now had full gender reassignment surgery. That person was our friend, and they're not not our friend now because of that. We just no. grew apart because we all went to different colleges. Yeah, because they moved to Ohio. Right. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I feel like, uh, obviously, I was a much uh, smaller class, but, like, I was only, I think I was the only gay person, and I don't think um, there have been any more. I feel like, am I sure in that? Yeah, for my, like, uh, class, yeah, I think I was the only one. Um, because, obviously, I come from, like, a really small town in Norway, so, like, there's 20,000 people here, and I think the Pride Parade last year, we were a thousand people max. I think that was, like, the high number they said, but, yeah, it's very small here as well. That's a very high number, though. <laughs> like, that, you, our well, town yeah. wouldn't have a thousand people. If you live in a we town of 20,000 people but... and you have a thousand people at your Pride Parade, like, that's a good, <laughs> that's a solid outturn. Turnout. Oh yeah, I mean it's really good. Well, that was the second year last year, so I feel like that's why. Um, I think also the fact that it is new brings a lot of people as well. So yeah, but it's very strange. Like here, um, I feel like people in like a bigger city in Norway would have a different experience that I would. Hold on, so as well. so like wait, so you said you were the only gay person in your class. Are you the only gay person in town? Is the pride parade just like a vanguard parade? Uh. <laughs> I mean, I would have that. No, I'm I have but, the most uh, wild like image going through my head right now. <laughs> I mean, well, there's a bunch of like obviously. I feel like the older generation, there's a lot more open people, but there's not really a lot. Um, like in comparison to, for example, also there's like like the pride parade is huge, whereas here it's like. I mean, I feel like I was one of the first people to be very like out in my school uh and i feel like now it's more accepted and now more people are coming out so i don't think there's like a lack of people being gay here i think it's more of like people not coming forward so yeah there is quite a few people but yeah i mean that's i think most of that's been the yeah. case for a long time mm -hmm. is it like it's not that yeah, they yeah. didn't exist it's that nobody wanted to say anything because the world was yeah. awful. and i mean um like in the pride parade i assume 90 percent of the people there are supporters rather than actual right. gay people here whereas in another city it might be just mostly lgbt people so i don't that's do where have i have a pride parade in our city i don't think so we might oh, which... i'm sure there is a <laughs> festival or some celebration i know there's a bar in town <clears throat> like specifically a gay bar like yeah. gay bar and that place is popping every single night <laughs> yeah like a, there is like a, a gay line bar, out the door a gay Tuesdays. bar owned by a guy or at least used to be i'm not sure if it still is a gay bar that at least used to be owned by a guy who absolutely hated gays what yeah so i i guess the gays in town just made it their mission to just sort of like ruin this dude's day because he kept he kept trying to close it and it would reopen and he would be like this isn't a gay bar anymore and the gays were like I, actually <laughs> it is i love that that is the gay agenda i feel like perfect i mean yes yeah, <laughs> if there is a gay agenda that can be it yes <laughs> so before we dive too much deeper into uh, all of our experiences let's let's get into a binary review on love simon and let's talk a little bit about this film now binary reviews on break bacon and eggs brought to you by none other than carlin brothers coffee the greatest coffee in the whole wide world it Ever. is it is pride friendly. It is gay friendly. It is it is anti hate altogether. Really, is the way that it works. I mean, it's the best coffee there is. It comes cold. It comes hot. Okay, it does not come cold. Let's <laughs> let's be extremely real here. Uh, if you ordered the cold brew and you try to just whip it out of the box that it came to you in Ooh. in June, you're gonna have a bad time. You might have a bad time, but it comes prepared. Like comes ready to be chilled. Comes ready to be heated. I guess yes. it doesn't come hot it either. Oh, it comes hot. <laughs> It comes I mean, hot. it's not like this this piping cup of Ozark coffee thing I have right here. Ethan, are you drinking a Coca-Cola? It's 8 in the morning. I didn't have time to make coffee. <laughs> oh, 
my god. That's amazing. Did not have time to make coffee. I've always felt like every time I drink a soda before noon, people are going to call me out. And now that I have the opportunity to do it someone else, I'm going to do it. Anyway, Carlin Brothers Coffee is the best coffee in the whole goddamn world, okay? It's so freaking good. And right now, you can go to carlinbrotherscoffee.com slash discount slash bacon or just use promo code bacon at checkout for 10% off your entire order or slash discount slash eggs or promo code exit bacon exit (laughs) promo code exit bacon eggs at checkout for 10% off your entire order for some of the best coffee in the whole darn land binary review on bake on 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 bacon and eggs for love simon binary review for love simon i'm giving it a one i am as well same i feel like uh there are a lot of teen movies out there and if you only get to see i don't know five this should be among those five (laughs) yeah i think (gasps) i was gonna say like this one didn't like there was no question for me just because i feel like it has so many lessons for literally everyone like not even like parents kids families non-families just like everyone yes i also i think ethan let me hear your score i know your score but let's hear your reasoning oh i i just i think this is a very um yeah like like y'all just said it's a very important movie for for everybody in general to know i I don't wow i just uh, you surprised the hell out of me by asking me to say something i was looking something (laughs) up (laughs) what is this movie (laughs) i was like there are I thought Meg Ryan messages was great. and also <laughs> things that you should learn from this movie. There are themes. There are, there are, there are themes. There are scenes. <laughs> uh, no, th- this movie definitely was a movie that was sort of eye-opening for me in, in mm-hmm. several different ways to learn uh, maybe ways I could have been more supportive in the past, ways I can be more supportive in the future, and, and ways in which the people around me are sort of looking at things mm-hmm. um, so i think it's a very important movie for for everybody especially your average american teenager to watch yeah <clears throat> i would totally like i feel like i just um personally feel like i could have uh had such a good like experience like having watched this if i was still in the closet obviously i would not have gone to the cinema um because that would have been like too scary for me like i would have secretly watched it in my room with like the audio on like one um uh, but like i would have felt like so good after watching it and i still do (laughs) i felt good after watching it i cried a lot oh 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 it literally doesn't let you breathe like i feel like every time it's like a moment and then you're like oh i can breathe out and then suddenly there's another moment and you're just like sobbing see i only i only ever cry i've seen this like five times now i only ever cry the once when the dad's talking which one when when yeah when the dad is just because you think he's just gonna say something horrible when he's just like you know four years of doing this four years of eating dinner together, four years of walking the dog together, and you think he's just going to be like, I thought I knew my son. Yeah. And he doesn't. He's just like, oh, I should have seen it. And I'm just like, damn, okay. Yeah. Okay, I'm good. I'm good over here. I have, like, I have like moments. Like, it's like the meme, like, oh, sure. Here we go again. Like, that is me every time I watch this movie. Like, when he comes out the first time, uh, and then when he comes out to his parents, and then when he goes, uh, when the mom's speech that one that's like something i feel like everyone should hear uh and the like when she goes you get to exhale ha- exhale now i was just like i died and then again when it's like i don't even remember what the last time was but yeah too many times 
Well, and then the, the ending, of course, when he mm-hmm. when he's on the Ferris oh, yeah. wheel. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I, and then, yeah, also when uh, uh, Blue, like, when the email doesn't go through and Blue is like, no, I can't do this anymore. Here, here was, like, my white privilege just shining right on down after the end of this film. I was like, I want to come out and I'm not even gay, <laughs> right? <laughs> I want to be able to declare oh my myself God. to the world. <laughs> But no, I, I don't want to have to go through that. That looks absolutely mm-hmm. extremely horrifying and challenging. Well, that's, uh, I, and that's sort of what this movie's talking about, though, is is in you know envisioning a time in which it's not a big deal. Like I mean, it is a big mm-hmm. deal, but like it doesn't have to be. It's not an issue anymore. It's just a a, yeah. a thing that everybody does, and that's the, you know that's a lot of what, especially during this particular month, is what a lot of people are are focusing on is is sort of normalizing mm-hmm. everything, you know. Everybody put your pronouns in your bio, stuff like that. Not just people who differ from what we think is the norm. It's like, if everybody does it, then it'll just be normal. That's true. So I'm not saying that you need to have, like, a coming out party, Tyler. I just, I'm just saying that, like, it's (laughs) not hard to imagine a future. It was my heterosexual wedding, and it was freaking rad. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like uh, this is, uh, we shouldn't go into this, but... Now there's the whole straight pride thing, and I'm like, Ooh, oh no, we can we can go into that. We can go into that if you want, because the straight pride parade yeah. that they're trying to throw in Boston is just being put on Ooh. by three angry dudes who were just like, oh, yeah. I need to challenge my own sexuality. I'd never thought about myself like this. <laughs> it's it's so funny that um because they obviously just see the celebration. They like obviously see it like, oh, why get do they get to celebrate for a month that they're gay? Like, and then also the, it's a very simplistic, uh, like thought that that people often say, which is, uh, I don't care where you put your dick, but like that's not the point of it. Like, um, even like holding hands or kissing is somewhere like some places illegal, like showing any sort of affection. And I think that's the problem is that people think of it as only the sexual thing, especially now today is like everything LGBT is like over sexualized, like, oh, we shouldn't talk about this in schools because kids shouldn't know about this stuff, but it's not about that. I feel like it should be separated, the sexual and the romantic part of it. Yes, I agree. Right. Even, even like, like last Last week, um, Rocket Man came out, the, the movie about Elton John, and obviously mm-hmm. there's there's scenes of like men doing things with each other in that scene because it's mm-hmm. it's you know supposed to or in that movie they're supposed to be sort of representative of Elton John's life, and you know you mm-hmm. you even even still today you get people because the 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 ratings on IMDb like the the um whatever it is like the you know when it gets an R rating you, people can go in there and yeah. comment on IMDb as to why hang on I'm trying to find the actual example can comment as to like uh-huh. why they think it's R rated or whatever. And even today, you get you get people going like, "Well, there's there's men kissing. I won't show this to my kids." Yeah, it's weird. That, but that's the part that's weird to me is that it's like, well, where was this when you like you showed your kid like a movie where there's a straight sex scene where probably more gets shown. Now I haven't seen Rocket Man yet, but like I feel like straight sex is like so prominent in films where no one questions it i would say rocket man is of like taron edgerton's two big roles he kills a lot of people in kingsman right like there's like straight up murder in that movie <laughs> he didn't kill anybody in rocket man no he almost kills himself here it is here it is under under the the r rating it's in in, in under the sex and nudity category it gets a moderate and this person said elton john is known for being gay so it's quite obvious that this film has plenty of gay references to be found oh, and apparently yeah, that oh. apparently just gay oh. references counts as moderate sex and nudity i mean there is moderate sex and nudity in there gay is sex there scenes. is but that's not the point <laughs> 
I've, yeah. I've seen some butt, okay? <laughs> oh, my God. I've seen some butt, some ab. I've seen some body. Yeah. <laughs> this says, this just is surrealist orgy in which many people writhe against each other. Lasts for only seconds and no nudity is shown. Not really a graphic scene. I mean, that's true. And that person's that just, all happened. That person's just sitting there like, yep, this is a thing that people should know about. And then there's the dude underneath it just like, mm-hmm. Elton John's gay. <laughs> Yeah, so that's definitely a problem, I feel like. I don't know um, where, like, I was going with this, but yeah, it's just, like, over-sexualizing anything gay, I think, is, like, a thing that people should realize that it's not about the sexual things always. It's more about the, yeah, the fact that you can... Um, show that you're gay in public and it's not a problem right and that's and that's the thing is like the the people who are trying to have a straight pride parade and i'm by no means defending these guys but it's like Mm. you can you can definitely tell they come from a very privileged viewpoint where like a they've never had to to fight for their own identity and b they've never really lived in a place where it wasn't okay to be gay because like a you guys live in boston which is notoriously like a gay friendly city on the east coast of america uh Mm -hmm. which even you know we definitely have our problems but it this is one of the best places on the country or on the planet to be gay compared to like, you know, definitely parts of Africa where you die for it. It also feels weird to me that it's uh, uh that people see other people being happy and uh celebrating and that makes them mad oh, that's, and that's, in turn one. That's the American yeah. dream right there. <laughs> <laughs> if you can no, be mad at somebody that. for something, you've got it figured out. Yeah, like forget the old American dream of moving out west and finding gold and success. It's about being mad at happy people. Yeah, that's the whole thing. It's like if you can if you can find any reason to be upset at, at people just living their lives, doing absolutely mm. nothing to get in your way. It's so strange. This is America. <laughs> Don't get your sleeping all. So I want to talk about this film. Vegard, have you seen this before we asked you to watch it? Yes, okay. I actually went to uh, the cinema to watch it when it was uh, here in my city because I, I actually made it a thing that I had to watch it in the cinema just because I feel like it was needed because we like I live in such a small city. So I was like, well, they're not going to bring in like um, that many gay-centered films or LGBT-centered films if they see that people aren't going to them. So I like I made it a thing that I had to go to the cinema to watch it. Um, and so then I watched it a couple of times after that. And then I rewatched it yesterday. Oh, man. I'm so proud of you for saying that. That's such a bacon and eggs <laughs> way of thinking about it. Vote with your dollar. If a movie looks bad, don't see it. If a movie looks good, go see it. Pay money yeah. to see it. Yeah, but I think that's uh, important uh, with these films, like, especially uh, for me with LGBT films, like, to show that it's something that we want, to not just go around on Twitter and say, oh, I want this gay representation gay representation and then you don't go see it in the cinema what are you really doing because like you have to show the people who are making the films then that this is something we want and this is something we'll pay for to see yeah no i totally agree with you there yeah <laughs> that's that's the big thing i i also saw this in theaters ethan saw this in theaters right? i did yes i would pay to see it again if it was re-released i don't know why it would yep. be uh it wasn't some like huge box office success yeah, it, but i think the three of us were the only people that saw it yeah <laughs> it cost me 20 two million dollars for my ticket i don't know were you did you guys have the same yeah experience? Same, same experience yeah that's approximately once Definitely. i bought the popcorn yeah 22 million dollars yeah. sounds about right it i was actually kind of sad because i went to the cinema here and i was like 
I was hoping, and I don't know why I had this imagination, but it was during Pride um, that it was released for us, at least here. Um, or, yeah, because Norway, we get it a lot later, so we didn't get it in March, we got it in July. So I was like, oh my god, it's Pride season. Literally, I just came from the Pride Parade, I'm gonna watch Love, Simon. Um, and I just imagined just all these gay people with their rainbow stickers and rainbow face paint from the Pride Parade going straight to see it in the cinema. I walk in, it's literally a group of like 13-year-olds straight girls who want a gay best friend and they went and watched it and no one else and i was like ah, well there we go there it is there it is yeah. i've never <laughs> I, i've heard a lot about the gay best friend from 13 to 26 year old straight women i've never heard yeah. it from a gay man's perspective tell me more about this it's oh the funniest thing is uh me and uh one of my gay friends we talk about this all the time where um often straight people come up to you and they're like i really appreciate what you're doing and then there's like every time i'm just like mm -hmm, and or or i wear something like a mesh top or a crop top and they're like i really um support what you're doing i really like look up to you being so confident in this and like obviously it's good to have that support and it's like it feels obviously great and it's lovely that people are supportive but sometimes it gets a little bit funny just it's like whenever we're at a party and someone's just like i'm so fascinated that you dare to do this and i'm just like like <laughs> i'm just I'm living fine. Yeah. like yeah i'm, I'm fine. just like, me I, if I was confident enough to walk out in a cropped up, like, in a small city, like, I don't necessarily need you to say that you, like, I don't know. It just feels like a thing where it's like, I'll support you because you're gay or something. It's weird. <laughs> so I have had, I, I don't know, I've, before I came out, I, a lot of my friends actually used to say, like, well, we were younger, obviously, but they were like, oh, I just really want a gay best friend. And I was sitting there like, mm-hmm, okay. <laughs> 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 <was> like, no, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm your best friend and I'm gay, but like you don't know. Was was it? Can can I ask you about coming out? What was that oh, experience? Yeah, for sure. Uh, it, for me, like I was, it was kind of a thing uh, similar to Simon and Love Simon. So I feel like um, his experience is kind of similar to mine. Obviously, Molton in Norway is a little bit different. But I was like, why do I have to come out? Like that was my whole thing. Like I was like so mad. I was literally like furious. Like why is it a thing? that I have to come out. So literally most of my friends, I sent them a Snapchat at, of a YouTube comment that I got. And I was like, I think the comment said, are you gay or just Norwegian? And I was like, wait, I can't be both. And then that's how I came out to mostly everyone. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> because someone commented that I mixed my accent or something. So they were like, wait, are you gay or just Norwegian? And I found that so funny. That's amazing. And then, <laughs> And then to my parents, obviously, it was different. It's like, I think um, they were mostly just like concerned that I would be bullied or something like that. But yeah, I haven't really come out to my family because I don't feel like they need to know or that I need to. So when you say family, you said you did come out to your parents, but is... Oh yeah, like extended from like aunts and uncles and all oh, okay. that. So, and they don't have like don't YouTube or Snapchat or Instagram. I mean, well... <laughs> let me tell I follow you on Instagram. It is hard yeah. not to tell. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I make it quite obvious. So they all know, like, um, I know, which is weird. My mom like actually sat me down like, um, it was very hard. The experience of Simon where he's like, they don't talk for a while. That one is very accurate. Like, it's very awkward. Like, the day after I came out, 
to the first person. I had like a slight feeling of this, like everyone was watching me, everyone knows. I, like somehow it spread to literally every person in the world. Everyone's looking at me. Then when I came out to my parents, that feeling got even worse. And I was like, literally everyone knows uh, how do I even walk around here? They can see that I cried. They can see like everything. Like I tried to walk different. But then after like almost a year, we finally have been able to talk about it. Like my parents and everything, they had nothing wrong with it, but it was like so hard to actually start talking talking and figuring out how like they were scared that they were gonna offend me and I was scared to hear what they had to say um <clears throat> so I don't know where was I going with this <laughs> I don't know I, I, I'm, le I'm letting you speak <laughs> well yeah oh so yeah Simon's experience in the film where it's like you, it takes a while before you're comfortable talking about it that was very real for me as well so I don't know it's weird to talk about like we actually, um, yeah, that was, so basically my family apparently has talked about it. Like my aunts, uncles, grandma, they've all talked about it and asked, like asked my mom, oh, is Vagar gay? But they've never come to me about it and they never brought it up in like a social situation. It's always just like something that they talk about amongst themselves, which is weird to know. That is weird. Mm -hmm. That would that would make me like slightly uncomfortable oh yeah for sure like i keep forgetting about about it but when i think about it i'm like why like what like what is it of course i didn't i don't know it's weird <laughs> i think we are like and, and hopefully this is the trend that continues but we are like living through an era of like radical acceptance where yeah. where things have gone from like definitely not accepted to yeah accepted and celebrated very fast and For to sure. like older generations i feel like it's like especially somebody who like wasn't paying attention and like missed missed that happening right <laughs> yeah. and all of a sudden it's like yeah. oh 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 we're on board with this now okay uh <laughs> I definitely see that because everything keeps moving faster and faster. So for someone right. who maybe isn't on social media or is older, like they might be very shocked and I feel like I get that. Yeah. I think it's all about educating people and I think this film does a good job of that. That's why I feel like it's so important for people to watch it and that's why I'm sad that it didn't do as well as people maybe have hoped. I mean, it didn't do then, poorly. Like $66 million is, is, a, is like three times its budget. Yeah, but it isn't like, I wish it wasn't just like amazing, you know? Oh yeah, but I mean me too. That's the wild thing is like, mm -hmm. I know so many people that have seen and like love this movie. Yeah. I couldn't believe we had not reviewed it. When we were sitting down to do Pride Month, I was like, okay, we have to do Love, Simon, but we already reviewed it. And I thought when you and I spoke for your first review, I was like, no, we yeah. can't do Love, Simon because we already reviewed it. Yeah, I thought that was the so thing. So I, was like, I think oh. the thing, because I posted like that. You you wrote a blog. Yeah, I wrote like a like a 8,000 yeah. word no, it wasn't 8,000 words, but it was a long, like, <laughs> blog review of it. And so in my mind, I'm like, I already did this. Because mm -hmm. I did that basically like, right after walking out of the theater. Because um, I was just actually so sort of moved by this mm -hmm. movie. And that's the, that's the wild thing is it's so it's so hard to sort of explain why this movie was so effective to me. Because, like, it's not, it's not particularly, you know in your face about anything it's not particularly flamboyant it's not particularly mm -hmm. you know you could if you weren't paying that much attention you could like literally miss the fact that this is a movie about a kid finding out he's gay oh yeah for sure and i think that's what i um loved about it and a lot of people i think had problems with like that it's such a generic basic american family and i was like no that's perfect because we don't have, like it doesn't have to before we can have um all kinds of like interesting films i feel like about being gay and that experience and uh, rather than having a film of just like a person being gay and everything's okay i feel like this is a good film where it's like 
just breaking everything down and it being a like super basic American family I thought was perfect because that's what you see everywhere else but here it's just with a gay kid right and, and I do feel like and Ethan maybe you can shed some perspective on this I do feel like Nick's family was about as good for his situation as he could have oh. hoped for oh yeah like almost like a fantasy level like that is true like the mother is this like hardcore liberal feminist and the dad is this like and she's a uh, therapy uh, right and she's uh, a therapist like that's like her job right and like it takes the dad a while you know it takes the dad a while but i i can imagine for a lot of young american kids having fathers who just never get it Right, who never, mm-hmm. yeah, they never have that cathartic conversation. And definitely that conversation but, they have, the whole, like, oh, I, I should have missed it thing, is is a little bit, like, that probably doesn't happen all that often. No, but I think uh, the reason I like that is because um, I think it's this movie's less about being like, oh, this is the tragic, like, oh, you go through something really hard with, like, the family. I think this more is showing how the families could react and how it could be really good for a person to, like, have... Um, like those type of parents and see like more of a if parents went to see this movie and they saw how um the parents reacted and how that affected Simon I think they could learn something from that so I think this movie is less about showing this dramatic family reaction more of it being like hey here's a lesson right and it's definitely a more about the the dramatic reaction and the the breakdown with the friends than it is with the oh, movie. Or not yeah. the movie, with the family. Oh, the friends? I didn't think this at first. Like, I didn't think, when I, because I read the, this is actually the one movie that I read the book first. Shocker. Like, so I never did that. <laughs> <laughs> but that was the only reason why was because it came out in Norway so late. But um, I feel like I didn't really react to how the friends reacted first. But after talking to people and after rewatching it, the friends are really awful. I, like, I, I, I in don't the know. book, yes. In the book, yes. I agree with you. Um, I, I read the book after I saw the movie. And like, I Fortnite hate Leah from the book. I hate <laughs> yeah. the fact that they made the ending about her. I hate her whole thing. Like... She's mm. such a jerk. And, like, mm-hmm. Simon apologizes over and over and over and over again in the book, and she's just like, well, you know, yeah. it doesn't matter. And, like, I get that what he did was real shirty. The whole, like, oh, I'm yeah. going to set you up with Nick, and it's not going to work or whatever, and I'm not going to tell you all this stuff. But, like, it's, at the end of the day, like, y'all are in high school. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah, I, I think maybe the reason that I react and people react more to it in the movie is because they look older than they right. should be, I think. So I think you more expect them to be more, grown up about it and then you're like why are these adults reacting like this and uh, like this person who's going through coming out and of course did some bad things but like this second he comes out and is exposed to everyone you guys all turn your backs to him like hello I I I Watching the film yesterday, I had sort of like a cathartic experience with the friends where I was like I think it's an interesting take that they're definitely not mad at him for being gay yeah and but they don't like put kitty gloves on because he is like, right he did a shirty thing to them and, and they they take i don't want to say a selfish response but like a self-reflective response on the way that he treated them as opposed to being like oh you did all this because you're gay i guess i have to suck it up and my feelings don't matter because you've had this cathartic realization right. that you can now come out my feelings still matter i still thought i mattered to you and yeah. It's definitely like, so to, yeah, Simon, it sucks that you're having this hard time, but, like, you don't get to use us. Like, this still isn't chill. Yeah, the problem, I feel like, is that, um, that, yes, for sure, but they didn't, I feel like they didn't see his side at all. Like, I feel like they, they kind of, like, didn't, like, think 
through his thought process in this. Like, they didn't think about how exposing it was for him. Like, not that the exposing itself and how he felt afterwards, obviously, but just, like, if they put themselves in his perspective for a little bit, like, I feel like they, it could have been an easier, like, obviously they would have had to be like, okay, we need to stop this for a while and, like, think for ourselves, but maybe be a little bit easier on him. Just, like, because it, it's so harsh. Like, he just was exposed to everyone and then, like everyone turns their back to him. Here's here's my thing about Simon though. I, like this dude has got to know his friends better than this because like yeah. he could definitely he could definitely have just gone to these three people and been like, by the way, I'm gay and Martin Addison knows about it and he's gonna tell the entire school. Right. Unless Abby, well, you because like he told give Abby him a chance. Right. Yeah. And when he told Abby, I felt like he could have told told her the whole situation. And I get that, like, it wasn't just being gay that he had to come out about to his friends, but it was also, like, I'm gay and I'm in love with this man I've never met. Mm -hmm. I think that's harder, though. I think that's um, where, like, my, like, for me, like, I know how, like, l like, crushing it would be for, like, anyone to know when I was in the closet. If anyone, like, f found out or tried, like for the longest time like getting a comment asking if I was gay was like terrifying to me because then maybe more people got the idea that I was gay so like even and then I had the same experience as well where I came out to someone I barely knew first and I left my best friend of like a very long time almost for last just because I was so scared that by any chance they would have a bigger reaction even though I knew like you go through like when you're coming out like I went through like so many conversations in my head of how people would react and like I couldn't imagine like even though I knew my parents would be okay with it like in my head they were the most homophobic people ever like <laughs> like I made them like I made everyone have these big reactions and I just couldn't like say anything but I think he obviously he could have probably said that Martin knows a secret about me and blah 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 um but I don't know well so I kind of understand. No, it. for sure. So would you? Would you have? So you definitely, Vega. You have a better yeah, perspective absolutely. on this than we do. <laughs> would you, and that, that's kind of what I'm curious about. Like, would you would do? Would you have done what Simon did? Like, would you have gone along with all that? Uh, and the, you, if you could say yes, it, like, like nobody's gonna be upset. It depends on what part part of my like uh, the process of coming out. Like, which part of uh, the process I was in. Gotcha. Um, like me now, obviously, I've had, <laughs> been out for a couple. Of years. Yeah, like, I was gonna I say, say, if like, you did it now, yeah. you'd just be an apex. Soul. Uh, yeah, well, now I would be like, you have emails of me saying that I'm gay, okay, whatever. Yeah, print them, buddy. How Go did you get it. my emails? <laughs> but then, um, if I was, when I first started thinking about the fact that I was gay, I think I would. But that was when I was, like, 13. So, like, I don't know if because of his age, like, obviously it's different, like, for each person, and um, it might come at a different time for each person. But I think, I don't know, it's just something about him being, like, 17. I, yeah, and then I, I agree with that as well. Still... That is what kind of made me weird about this whole thing, even in the book and the movie. I'm like, y'all a little old for yeah. this. Like, I don't know. I feel like if she had written them just, like, if it, she would have made this whole more believable if she had written the characters um, to be younger. <laughs> like, the whole same thing, but them being, like, a couple of years younger, this yeah. whole thing would have made more sense, in my opinion. Well, but then again, some people, like, don't come out until they're, 
like very older they have a much harder time with that i well yeah i mean yeah you, if, if you are 17 and still in the closet like it's okay come yeah, out yeah, when you're yeah. ready like if you're Literally, if you're like, yeah 35 and still in the is, closet like go for it like it's don't ruin somebody's is, like, life make sure <laughs> make sure like if it's a thing of you coming out like especially in pride i feel like there's a pressure to come out like it's all about you being safe and you being comfortable like if you're not in a safe environment like don't come out just because it's primate or just just because you feel like you're the right age to do it right that being said would... if the book was written about 13 year olds it would have to be very different no i oh, think yeah. i think 15 is your sweet spot i too yeah. man i still would have been weird about that book. that book weirded me out in some parts and and i knew it was about like 17 18 year olds i'd still just think it was unnecessarily graphic in certain parts oh i didn't even, i can't even remember i don't know Ginny, yeah. Ginny, and harry go to town no they don't <laughs> they got the horses in the back they 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 snog and there's some graphic descriptions of that snog oh, there's there's a, have you read the book tyler have i read harry potter no, 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 yeah no 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 simon versus the homo sapiens <laughs> simon versus the homo sapiens agenda no but i believe it's in my office so there's there's a a rather graphic scene depicting simon having some alone time oh that like there's that there's if, that in a good amount of if of teenage novels about yeah guys. but if no there's not are you kidding there's like an entire chapter of ready player one where he Fortnite. It's a sex robot. Uh, yeah, and that was weird. And it was super <laughs> weird. Why did you include this? <laughs> not, that was weird. Ernest Klein's a strange guy. <laughs> like, it was like pa many pages. <laughs> yeah, it went on and on and on. Yeah. But it was the same. It was the same having it read to me out loud in my car while I was like driving down the road listening to this book. Yeah. Pull up to a stoplight. You got the windows rolled down. Never, grandma in the car never. next to you. <laughs> oh the worst um, thing the worst thing is like because i've listened to ready player one numerous times and i'll get in the car yeah. with somebody and my audibles just start playing at the sex robot part oh god is that a thing that actually happened or is it just like an embarrassment? no no that is a thing that really happened it was, granted it was just my roommate who was just like what the ever-loving Fortnite are you listening to <laughs> i mean if yeah that sounds actually terrible <laughs> I mean, it's, it, literally, it's just like, if you just say, oh, it's an audiobook, people will just be like, oh, okay, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Like, true. books, books notoriously more than, because books don't have ratings. Like, there's no, you, you can't R-rate a book. Right. Like, there's notoriously more weird shirt sure. in books than movies and television well, and music and all that. Even Hazel and Augustus go to Pound Town. And, that uh, is upstate, not a graphic scene. Upstate Netherlands. Or where are they? Yeah, the Netherlands. Yeah, that's where Amsterdam <laughs> is. Amsterdam, that's the name of the city. <laughs> In Europe's Albany, they go. But I, little, I don't know, man. It's just I, like, I, that, that, and, and granted, maybe that's a little bit heteronormative of me, but I just like, I don't want to read about a 17-year-old beating his meat. I just don't. I just no. don't. I didn't think it was no. necessary to well, the story at like, all. Um, they handled that well in the movie then, and also they didn't have the same ending i feel like it was fine to just end it where thank you yes the ending in the, in movie, the movie, movie is so yeah. much better for me how how he works yeah. everything out with leah ahead of time and that way it makes it about you know he's got to get himself right with his friends before he can sort of yeah have his catharsis mm -hmm. as opposed to like him getting everything he wants and then leah still being like well Fortnite, you simon you big old douche <laughs> also, i'm gonna play in a band with your sister uh oh oh my god i even forgot oh yeah but i do feel like the ending is like very movie made where it's like no 
I don't think a gay closeted guy would walk out in front of literally everyone who's filming and everything is about social media and then he just like walks onto the ferris wheel and kisses on top of the ferris wheel like in the book I feel like I think I remember there's like no one around and I feel like that's much more There's no one around because everybody realistic. still hates Simon at that point. <laughs> oh true. I feel like I I agree with you. I don't think it would happen. I mean th there's a lot of things about this movie that are a oh, little, a little yeah. fantasy land. Definitely. Uh, but I will say, like, the American high school experience, like, blogs about your high school and secrets at your high school or Ooh, are 100% real. real. That actually, like, sounds, like, so terrible. Like, if I... If that was a thing for me, like, I would be so scared, like, that something was, like, going around or something. Oh, and, and like, <clears throat> to this day, I look up to people that I went to high school with that were in, like, the popular crowd. Ethan and I were not popular in high school. We were friends <laughs> with each other and our friend Chris and the girls that we dated. So there was, like, six oh, people yeah. total. Like, that was it. That's all I had. Uh, so I still look up to, like, the popular kids at high school as, like, modern-day celebrities. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I have no idea why. But, like, every time I see Reese Kemp downtown at the same bar I'm at drinking those same beers I'm drinking, I'm like, oh, my God, that dude is so cool. See, I just don't, I just don't have that experience. <laughs> I don't know why, but, like, uh, I think I always had, like, a toxic thing with the popular people because they were always the ones that were, like, joking about me and going around, like, with my YouTube channel. Oh, please, Siren. Anyway, um, it's okay. they would joke around about, like, my YouTube channel specifically. Uh, not the fact that I was gay, but, like, they would, uh, because my old YouTube name was Puff. they would always be, like, joking around with that and, like, scream that at me. Oh, my um, God. I cannot imagine, like... Yeah, that would have gotten you, that would have gotten you bullied in our high school. Yeah. yeah. 100%. I cannot imagine having... 100%. Like, a... A moderately successful YouTube channel in no. high school. That was also before it became like cool to be a YouTuber. Like it was just before it became cool. So like now, oh, this is also uh, like now it's like a cool thing. And I feel like now with being gay as well, it's like more of a like accepted thing where back then it was like, you're weird. Why are you doing this? <laughs> right. You're such a weird kid, man. Like, yeah, I, I feel like in college, Ethan and I were in, in two clubs. We were mm. in our fraternity, which was like a mind blowing experience, right? We had already talked about in high school, there was like one out kid. And then we went yeah. to college in our fraternity, which had 20 brothers. It was 20 guys. I would say at any given time, five of them were like out yeah. and proud. <laughs> so that was like a huge, and that was like the only yeah. people we hung out with, right? So that was like a huge turn in my life. It's like, I'm going to experience a new culture now. <laughs> Uh, but we were in like two clubs and I would say that like, if you were to ask me what I did in college while I was in college, I would tell you only about the fraternity. Like there was a, mm. a, at least a small part of shame about doing a radio show, which was like our version of YouTube. Yeah. Uh, even though if you followed, if you were friends with me on Facebook, I posted the crap out about that radio show and <laughs> you best believe Tuesdays from nine to 11 or 10 to midnight, you were listening to bro time with T and E. Yeah. No I, I just, that. the only oh thing I have God. shame about for the radio show is how Fortnite obnoxious we were. <laughs> We would send out like we would we would hi like hijack the listserv and send out email blasts to the entire school, being like, "Hey, oh. we got a radio show," and they would be Did like the work? worst emails in the world. Oh, we were just Apex Legends. So we were we were nineteen, we were college sophomores, just like we're two straight white dudes. The world should open up for us, right? Like this is this how right. it works. Our this manifest is my destiny. world now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're claiming everything that was promised to us by the ye old books of racism. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> no, I mean we weren't we weren't racist, but it was just like we were just arrogant, just yeah, extremely but 
That's so funny. Uh, uh. And that's that's the only thing I have shame about about that is that if I went and looked back at those emails, I'm just like, oh god. <laughs> <laughs> we what we do, Hagard, is we would hijack. There was a like a spirit organization at our school that everyone signed up for, and I was on the executive committee. So like, oh. when freshmen came in, they would write their email down on this sheet of paper, and then I would be in charge of sending them emails from the school. Would you like, copy it? so yeah, so I copied it completely, and I would send them emails from from Blue Crew, which was a spirit organization. Like, the captains are playing Salisbury this weekend. Come to the football game, oh. and that was great. Oh. And then I would also send them emails for Bro Time with Teeny. Bro Time with Teeny. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah. Did anyone ever get mad? Once, yes. One person. We had, no, we had we had like two or three people. No, but there was one person <laughs> that was just like, I swear to God, if y'all don't stop sending me Fortnite emails, I'm gonna walk my apex down to the radio studio and beat your heads in. Oh. <laughs> and she was like yeah. a she was like a a very small freshman girl. She's very sweet though. Outside of that. <laughs> yeah. Never once when I met her later on was I like, hey, I'm that guy that sent you emails. <laughs> for all i know she's probably listening right now oh my god no that's that is that is extremely unlikely <laughs> well hello if you are <laughs> also shout out bell tunstall still not listening to the show what's up just what's running up? gag at this again. point Who? oh no she's just a random girl we went to college with oh. but we mentioned her one day on the show and i was like i you know i doubt she listens and then she's just come up two or three other times since then <laughs> And so oh, I was making a joke a, last for week. For a variety of reasons. I was making a joke last week that there's, like, people, you know, on the end of Australia just like, oh, what's up, Bell Tunstall? How's it going? And she, like, has no idea. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. One day we're going to be influential enough that she'll have no choice but to listen to us. And then uh, she'll be yes. like, what? What? What is this? <laughs> <laughs> She's just like, there's, like, a cut where someone has, like, put together every time you mention her and posted it. <laughs> Super cut of Bell Tunstall <laughs> quotes. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, totally. We, we Yeah, we because we have fans who who. Spend time doing edits of our of our podcast. <laughs> we will. We do. I mean, yes. we the, the little audiogram things you see on Instagram, the things where oh, yeah. it, like has what we say. Those are put together by a shout fan. out Tori Wood. Cute. Shout out Tori Wood. Major oh, Tori. Shout out. Oh my God. Oh yeah, Love you her. should know Tori too because you know Seamus and Tori and Seamus yeah. are yeah. like BFFs. Yeah, and she she um, followed me a while back when we. When me and Seamus were doing the, uh, Seamus, Sophie, and Laura did the meetup and everything. Oh, yeah. That was, like, three years ago now, wasn't it? Yeah. it's Well, yeah. Two years ago. Two you years were still ago. Wise Hufflepuff then, yeah. right? Oh, pff, yep. Signed a lot of Harry Potter books with Wise Hufflepuff, or W Hufflepuff. I'm so proud of right. you. Oh, oof. No. May, may... Aren't you a Gryffindor now? Isn't that the resorting 2019? Well, well according the high like the conspiracy the powers of, that be yeah the gryffindor conspiracy we're all gryffindors now i think i mean that just means we're main characters right we went from obscurity to importance although i don't think i got gryffindor don't say that <laughs> the book's about harry okay well that's what everybody... and you can be like well fantastic beasts is about dumbledore a gryffindor oh let's not touch on fantastic beasts <laughs> fantastic beasts is about newt a Hufflepuff. Are they okay, sort of. I, the well, first if you one don't was count the ten million other storylines. Then yes, it's about Newt. I think Newt didn't belong in the second one. I'll say it. And no one belonged in the second one. There were ten storylines. I don't care about all these people. And who? What is J.K. Rowling doing? I have I, no idea. I wanted to cash stop. in that check. <laughs> she is cashing in that check. Take this shit to Gringotts. To... Here's what I want from J.K. Rowling. You are not allowed to write anything else. 
you are required to go to three comic cons a year for the rest of time that's all jk rowling can do no no she not just write it as a yes book she is required to continue it. writing the fantastic beast series as, as books, books. That are never released. We'd never see the. They never see the light of day. But someone takes that book and converts it into a movie, and it yeah. says something about credit to Jake Rowling. But I don't want to like. I don't want to read the books. I just want her to write it as a book so that it's good, and then someone converts it into a movie, which has worked. It worked eight times in a row. Yes. Like so, uh, anyway, that's that was a can of worms. I was like, I knew as soon as Fantastic Beasts came out, it was gonna be a thing. <laughs> We opened up a kind of words. Yeah, Crimes of Grindelwald was just a mess. R.I.P. I have to stay silent kind of on that because, you know, I'm hopeful that I'm going to work with them. But, you know, I did say my thing, yeah. so I guess I'm not. I guess I'm kind of I mean, now. I still saw it I'm more than those. once. Like, I'm by no yeah. means. I, listen, I know that Warner Brothers works with Super Carlin Brothers and Warner Brothers works with everybody. With Vagard, yeah. But they do not listen to Bacon and Eggs. But that doesn't mean, like, openly trash the, their product. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. We love a lot of the Warner Brothers product. You should go listen to our episode on the Lego movie. We've loved This that is movie. a Warner Brothers product. Love, Simon? I don't know is if you it? knew that. Yeah, right? Is this is... Oh, well, gosh. I don't think oh, gosh. so. Is it... <clears throat> uh, this is Focus Features, I think. No, this is, this is Fox 21st. 20, 20th century because i remember yeah. when the movie started i was like oh my god love simon's in the mcu now <laughs> yeah, 20th century fox r.i.p in peace af is fortnite no not r.i.p have did you see the numbers for freaking dark phoenix i want to i want to i want to talk to you about the box office this weekend ethan yeah but they 47.1 million dollars secret life of pets 2 Dark Phoenix came out, Ethan. That's a superhero film. That is a like when when they get when you go to like a conference to buy yourself a new franchise because you're a young entrepreneur and they're like, This is a this is a this is an industry that's protected from from what's financial downturn. That's what like superhero films are. Like you make a superhero film, it makes over a hundred million dollars opening weekend. Period. End of story. Dark Phoenix made 33 million, Ethan. That's pathetic. That's sad. Yeah. What does that have anything to do with Fortnite? Anything. Fox. Okay. So not R.I.P. R.I.P.D. with Ryan Reynolds. That's what I mean. You can't use Dark Phoenix to write off the one of the best movie studios in the country. Well, they don't exist anymore. Right, which is depressing. And also, Fox 2K did not make... Uh, Dark Phoenix. Yes, they did. No, they didn't. Studio, 20th Century Fox. No, Fox 2000, Tyler. Fox 2000. What are you talking Fox about? Fox 2000 is the studio that made Love, Simon, Tyler. Is that not the same no, thing? No, it's not. That I'm was Fox's fascinated. mid-budget movie studio that Disney destroyed. Ah. <laughs> destroyed. They, they dissolved <laughs> it. Like, there's no, there's no, like, easy way to say this. There should be, like, a sound effect on that. Like, <laughs> that down. Destroyed. <laughs> I know they they fired a bunch of people. Yeah, but hey, those people might get jobs in the parks. You know, if they just apply <laughs> Where to. Where is this going? What <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what is going on? I know the Disney parks are always hiring though. They have sixty thousand employees in in Orlando alone. Sixty thousand employees, Ethan. That's the biggest oh, wow. single location employer in the Congrats world. Congrats to them. Put Fox Two K back. <laughs> If they kill off Searchlight, I'm going to riot by myself in front of the gates at Magic Kingdom. <laughs> and then I will buy a ticket and go enjoy I the I will rides. not buy a ticket. I'd buy a ticket to a ride called Ticket to Ride. About the board game, Ticket to Ride. <clears throat> I'd buy a ticket to ride a Ferris wheel. And now we're back. Look at that. They made oh. Fight Club, Full circle. Tyler. They made Fight Club, and now they're gone. <laughs> Full circle. Just, 
just like a Ferris wheel, we went full circle. Yep. We had some highest high, highest highs there and some lowest lows. Yeah. Lowest lows, lowest lane. That's like every YouTuber now that's making an apology video. They're like, this week had so many highs and so many lows. It's like the <laughs> of a meme. Apology videos are so weird, Ben. What a weird culture. Yeah. I- now we're off topic again, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> we're back in the lowest lows. I don't know, we can talk about James Charles. No, I want to talk oh, about a lack of apology not. videos. I'm just proud of Seamus for not apologizing. For just taking the video down and moving on. Which one? The Curstile one? Yes. <laughs> the one where he roasted the... a book. <laughs> and by roasted, yeah, I mean lit it on one. fire. <laughs> yes. I was questioning that when he did that. Like, I messaged him and was like, do you know the history of book burning in Harry Potter? It's kind of like... He didn't know the history of book burning in anything was the problem. (laughs) No. But I... But you know what? We just... And and now we're bringing it up again. Maybe we shouldn't, but... Oh, yep. No one say anything. We never mentioned it. Right. (laughs) Never heard of the word. They made the life of of Pi, Tyler, and Nether gone. And I do not encourage... What? I said they made the life of Pi, Tyler, and Nether gone. I never saw the life of Pi. Yeah, one best picture... <laughs> they made this movie. They made four, a the lot of their stars. <laughs> made a lot of movies. Wait, are we back? They were in the great. Studio? And now they're gone. Is this movie more gay paper towns or gay fault in our stars? Uh, nobody dies. I haven't watched Paper Towns. Don't. Hey, hey, Vegard, Vegard. Uh, p- pro tip here: Don't watch Paper Towns. Well, Read Paper I Towns. Never, I never thought I was. It's a Fortnite dumpster fire of a movie. I thought. Well, yeah, I. I don't know. I never really liked uh, John Green's writing. Anyway. Oh, whoa! Well, that I disagree whoa. with entirely. That that you're just categorically Ooh. wrong about. Well, but I'm you could be wrong. Well, maybe that's it's fine. because I. I, which book was it that I started reading? It's something, it's a name twice. Oh, Will Grayson, Will Grayson? Yeah. Yeah, no, that one wasn't that great. That was, that was a very poor treatment on how to be gay in America, just saying. I, well, I, I literally couldn't even get past, like, a chapter. I was like, oh, Yeah, I it's, cannot. and it's only halfway written by John Green. I would, that was, that's not the one oh. I would go with. Yeah, maybe I was just bad, it was just a bad You place, should read The Fault in I Our Stars. Been, it, like, it, uh, at this point, do I really? Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. it'll take, like, an afternoon. What? <laughs> yeah, it, like, it was, it was, like, the number one bestseller for, like, a year in America. I know. It's an amazing book. His follow-up, though, (laughs) sucked donkey balls. What was his follow-up? Turtles All the Way Down. Oh, I love Turtles All the Way Down. I did not. But that's a me thing. I did not. I liked Turtles All the Way Down. I also liked Hank's book. I loved Hank's book. That's such a Hank thing to call it, too, for us to call it Hank's book instead of giving it a name. (laughs) (laughs) Well, like, the actual name could also describe... It's an absolutely remarkable thing. Do you not follow the Vlogbrothers? Are you not part of... Like, are you not a nerd He's fighter? Like 12. This is mind-blowing no. to me. I didn't know you could I be know. on YouTube and not they be a nerd so fighter. so much younger than us, well, Tyler. Well, I mean, I did... Like, I have watched them and I have, like, been a fan for a while. But I don't know. It really uh, died off for me really quickly. So, like, with them, like, I don't know why, but I was never... I, like, click on, like, when I see an interesting video topic, I click on their videos. But, um... No, I don't really follow them. That's wild to me. Vegard, <laughs> if you were to give me, like, your... Because you're in the YouTube world, right? So you, like, watch other yes. YouTubers, right? Oh, I feel like this is weird, but I feel like I'm one of my, like, YouTube... In my YouTube friend group, 
I'm one of the ones that watch the most YouTube and I'm so confused why not many like of my friends watch YouTube. Like I watch so much YouTube videos like rather than films and I want to make films. Like I don't know. But what was your question? I was going to say like if you were to give me like a these are the five YouTubers <clears throat> I will watch their video regardless of whether or not I find the topic industry interesting. Oh, it's uh one of them is quite new. It's Naomi John. She like blew up recently. Um, she basically making like a <laughs> freckle video. She made like, um, she tried to do fake freckles and she's just very uh, like an interesting person. I think recently Chris Clemens as well. Um, these are all quite new. That's okay. Like, they don't have to be recently. legacy YouTubers. Also, we're in a new generation. watching YouTube is an important part of being a YouTuber. Like that is still, yeah, that is still part I mean. of your job. Don't let people tell you that it's not even, even if, even if Seamus is just like, oh, I never watch a YouTube videos. <laughs> No, I literally, like, I watch all my friends' YouTube channels, I watch everyone's videos, like, I watch so much YouTube, and I think that's important, yeah. like, for me, that's really helped me be inspired, and, like, my job, technically, with YouTube is, like, making a Harry Potter thing, or making a trend that's on YouTube into a Harry Potter thing, so I have to watch YouTube, or else I wouldn't know what would right. do right. well, or... What yeah. a fascinating way to deconstruct how you build your videos. I could sit yeah. here for hours, like, watching your video titles and trying to figure out, like, how does he come up with this yeah, stuff? Yeah, same. I'm sitting and here like, just, what's the you fucking just, theme here? Like, And you just made it so obvious. Because, so because I don't watch the same YouTube you do, so I don't see the trends yeah. at all. I just see your videos. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I find that, uh, obviously, some of them are not trend some of them it's just like random things i come up with but usually what i do is like i sit down and watch well i naturally watch a bunch of videos and then i'm like oh well this could easily be turned into this and then i start like trying to make it into a harry potter thing um that has worked but then yeah just the so harry Naomi potter John pewdiepie and chris crumbles what? said you're just the harry potter pewdiepie oh <laughs> I with a, a fraction, a, a millionth of the subscribers. Well, every everyone has yeah, a no, fraction. Yeah, nobody got more subscribers than that guy. Yeah, true. And then, um, other than those YouTubers, I think Good Mythical Morning, they're very interesting. Yes, I watch a lot of GMO. And Sack and Jay Show, they are really quite new. They're really good. Um, they make, like, really high-quality videos. And um, it's two guys who, I think, had YouTube channels before, and they were like, we okay, we need to like sit down and make this happen. Like if we want to make a collab channel and they did and they're like really high quality content and it's really good. And then I think the last one, I guess, um, any of my YouTube friends, really, I watch all of their videos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's like all I watch on YouTube, right? Like I watch Good Mythical Morning and uh, Casey Neistat, and then I yeah. watch people who have been on this show. So like Super Carlin mm. Brothers, Seamus, you, Sophie. Oh, I yeah. watch a lot of people. I watch a lot of different people. Ryan George. I watch Donut Media a lot. They do car videos. I'm not even like a car person, but well, I, yeah, who am I kidding? But I could not like outside of go check your oil. I could do nothing to my car. I couldn't put new windshield wiper blades on it. I don't even know if I could do. You could definitely put new windshield wiper blades on your car, Tyler. It would take you 30 seconds to figure it out. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> I, I'm yeah, sure. I, I watch a lot of different YouTubers, but I'm also like actively learning to be a photographer by watching YouTube videos. Oh, cool. You just got Ethan. I wanted to tell you, I'm so proud of you for uh, going on tour for photography. Thank you. I'm very excited. I, I wanted to i want to tell you in person that i'm proud of you and i just want to hang out and tell you in person that i'm proud of well, you well let's hang out then i can't hang out tonight okay but now on the flip side of things ethan i am uh, i am, I am photographing a show tonight okay that's fine i was gonna say fun. tomorrow or thursday actually probably thursday would work better for me well you said yesterday or you said last week you you were free 
to hang out tomorrow. Did I? Yeah. Oh, I can hang out tomorrow. Probably. I just, I just but, figured you would. But be. like, <laughs> if, we could, if we could make that plan today, so I know when I need to avail- be available tomorrow, that'd be great. This is not a conversation for the show. <laughs> you can. So I was actually. So, so we know we know who Vegard's watching on YouTube, but Ethan, I'm curious. Uh, in the different medium, you know, this is a podcast. Uh, and I did notice one day going through my podcast app, I was talking to some other human being who was like, yeah, no, I love cereal. And uh, that's like the... I just re-listened so, okay, to the first no. season of cereal. Right. But when you meet somebody and you're like, oh, yeah, I have a podcast. And they're like, oh, yeah, I love cereal. It was great. Like, okay. So you don't listen to podcasts. I get it. So I, yeah, <laughs> I, have, I have a lot of friends that like, because I, I have a whole second sort of friend group of people I know from being in the music scene in Fortnite. None of them listen to podcasts. I mean, well, so, they listen to some music. of them listen to our show, but like friends of mine will post on, on Twitter and be like, hey, I got a long drive. I need a podcast recommendations. And people are like literally the only comments are like, listen to Wine and Crime or have you heard Serial yet? <laughs> right. Are you familiar with Serial? Sarah Koenig, do you know her? So Ethan, I I'm curious. I haven't listened to Serial. That's okay. Season one of Serial is truly an excellent, like, deep it, it dive a, media. What is it about? So it's, it's, um, it's the first true crime podcast. It was, yeah, it was the first true crime podcast. It's a true story told oh. week to week from WBZ Chicago and This American Life. This is Serial. I'm Sarah Koenig. But it's about this this murder trial from like 20 years ago that uh, this journalist is like digging up and trying to prove the, the plaintiff's innocence or the defendant. Well, no, no. She's whatever. giving the, the, the guy who claims his innocence a chance to tell his side of the story. Anyway, Ethan, I'm curious. What are the five podcasts you've been listening to? Like, what do you what do you recommend? What do I recommend? Um, let's see. What have I been listening to? My podcast app needs updating. I need podcast recommendations. I've been listening to a lot of 99% Invisible, a lot of The Adventure Zone, uh, Cinemaholics always, but that's a friends, so that doesn't count. People who have been on our show don't count. <laughs> I literally only listen to Psycho Babble by Tyler and Corey and uh, Air Biscuits by... Good I do love your biscuits. Yeah. I I'm a little heartbroken, Fagard. I'm a little heartbroken as you sit on our show and tell us you don't listen to it. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I literally like I get so little time to listen to podcasts. Like I only listen to podcasts when I run, and it's like I have those two. And but I do like whenever I don't have those, I like either yeah. It's it, totally so. Um, as of the you, as you of the past couple days, heart. I've been re-listening to the Adventure Zone. Uh, the first part of that because I blew through it about a month and a half ago and don't remember anything. I've been listening to a lot of 90, 99% Invisible. <laughs> I listened to a lot of, uh, I only listen to the Mountain Goats. I listened to, and that's why we drink. And I listened to Good Morning Night Vale. Okay, so let's see what I've got. Which are very me things to listen to. Uh, I really only stick within sort of my podcast family of products. Well, I, I've actually been thinking about this lately. I, I want new podcasts. I've listened to, so this is also somebody who's been on the show, but Hello from Elsewhere is an excellent show. Uh, Hello from the Magic Tavern with Arnie Niekamp is absolutely hilarious. Yes. Uh, the Anthropocene Reviewed by I Helen Zaltzman. S- I still have not listened to a single episode other than the one we saw live. Oh my God, she's a genius. Wait, no. The Anthropocene Reviewed is John's show. Oh, The Illusionist with Helen Zaltzman. Is she the, the other woman that did that? Words. Yeah, the words. Yeah, yeah, that was amazing. I couldn't remember what it was called. Yeah, that's the one I meant. Sorry. Um, I listened to Perspective Z. Oh, yeah, Perspective Z, your favorite Z. generational podcast. We new episodes every Monday where we get your podcast now on Spotify. I was on an episode yeah. of that talking about Night Vale. 
<laughs> oh my god that was the funniest thing ever we hijacked their book reading contest and told them to read welcome to night vale the book which vegard if you don't know is this like ultra niche ultra like surrealist audio experience and there's a oh. book that like is just written it's, version of it yeah it's a book written in is... the universe of a like serial fiction podcast and they were very confused oh <laughs> It is very confusing. That's yeah, I I am confused. Because they it's like a podcast with like 140 episodes that tells this whole story and it's a book like yeah. written in that universe and like they just oh. read the book without ever having heard a single episode of the show and everything right. they say on the show is completely insane. <laughs> okay, so Vegard. Yeah. You're gay. Yes. Why I are am. you gay? <laughs> Not why are you no, just, can I, I'm just gonna sample that and see? just like put that on social. That's gonna be my promo for this. It's gonna be so vague. You're gay. Did you guys see that video though? Like the it, it's. I think it's from like it's somewhere in Africa, and the dude's just like today on our show we have a gay rights activist. First question: Why are you gay? And the dude's just like, <laughs> who says I'm gay? And he goes, you are gay. <laughs> and it's just. All I have to say it is amazing because the dude's just so serious. Oh my god! It's like a it's like a morning talk show. The dude's just like, "Why are you gay?" I, I want to I want to get back to Love Simon real quick because I want to talk about yes. uh Martin Logan Miller Logan Miller's character the the sort of antagonist oh. here. Yeah, I texted either while I was watching this movie. I can imagine a world where this kid has a sympathetic story where like. I get what he does. Like, he makes it all the way up to this point before he outs Simon. Mm -hmm. Where you're like, nobody gets this kid. And even the gay kid is, like, bullying him for being, like, a total dweeb. And mm -hmm. he has this, like, cathartic moment with Abby. And he does the thing at homecoming, which genuinely would be, like, the most embarrassing thing in history. You interrupted the national anthem, bro. Like <laughs> To get rejected. Mm-hmm. And I felt like Logan was hard on him. I felt like Logan was because because it's like this interesting thing where he's like, Simon, help me talk to Abby. And Simon goes over and he's like, well, girls don't like close up magic. Girls don't like guys who wear shirts with silly sayings. And he's like, I don't want you to get me to be with her. Like, I don't want you to lie my way in. Right. I want to be myself yeah. and get to be with her. And that's like such a privilege. Right. Because this whole movie is about Simon being like, I can't be myself anywhere. Oh, yeah. true. So I think it's this this weird contrast where Martin gets to be himself and he's just like a totally annoying shirt bag. But he doesn't really like nobody's like outwardly mean to him for it. They just kind of let him do his thing where Simon feels like <clears throat> I have to hide who I am. Because if I tell anybody, I'll be mm -hmm. bullied or made fun of. And then as soon as Logan, or as soon as Martin outs him, you know, there's the thing in the cafeteria with the guys, which stuff like that totally does happen. And oh, yeah, is awful. And I just kind of had my own cathartic realization about these characters as I verbally processed to you two. And Vegard, I just need like a soundboard of you going, mm hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm hmm. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I, uh, I agree. Like, I don't know. He, I feel like I've, uh, I've seen people like, uh, or known people like that are kind of like Martin. So it's like understandable, but he's like, he just really doesn't uh, like have any like social clues. Like, No, no, he doesn't. He's very socially awkward and he misses all the cues and he's this like film nerd. Mm -hmm. I would say like, I would like to imagine that if I were any character in this movie in high school, I would have been most like Nick, the, the friend. Mm -hmm. I probably was most like Martin. 
<laughs> yeah. Ethan, where know. where do you fall on this? I mean, I would not have, even in high school, I don't think I would have done what Martin did. No. No, I think I would have had a little bit more sense than that. But I can <clears throat> I can imagine, like... I, but I, I don't know, I don't know how I would have responded if I, like, logged into the library computer and saw emails like that. But I, I definitely don't think my first instinct would have been to, like, blackmail the guy. Right. No, I, I don't think I would have done that. I don't think I would have printed the emails. I think when he's put in the situation after homecoming, like say he logged into the computer but didn't print the emails, right? Mm-hmm. But now he knows. He didn't. Yeah. I, I wouldn't have blackmailed Simon. That wouldn't have been my character move. But I can imagine a world where embarrassed about what happened at homecoming, shifting yeah. the attention to someone else. I yeah. I I think. Well, that's, we were also. I mean, we were also Martin's age, like ten years ago, almost. Right. Uh, and not not that like time has really changed anything or made anything that happened in the past uh, like excusable but it's like i definitely am am like haunted by how our entire school treated the gay kids mm-hmm. um yes and, like you know my my roles i should not have have had in that and everybody's roles that we should not have had in that and it's just like so i i, I don't know what would have happened when we were in high school but i know that like if this happened today in 2019 i i i almost think i almost feel like this movie is a little is almost a little dated already yeah i think so too i think um i think everyone more would have backed obviously his uh, Simon's friends would have been a little bit like or very mad but I think uh, the majority of the school would be backing up Simon Oh, I think, yeah, I think basically what would have happened is almost immediately everyone would have put together that Martin wrote the post outing Simon yeah. and would have turned right, because on if, if that the, dude. if the post actually included, like, maybe we should pay attention to Simon's spear instead of that thing that happened yeah. with Martin Addison at homecoming. <laughs> yeah. The right. entire school like, would be like, like the bullies would have gone in the next day, like, nice work, Martin. You shove you in a going, locker. Right. You are going to be in pain now. I broke your iPhone. <laughs> the big Lebowski's not that woke. Like, they're just going to say things that ruin this kid's life. <laughs> not that I'm, like, in favor of bullying by any means. No. And again, no. I feel like, no. I feel like at the point when, <clears throat> even, even if I was mad, I feel like if I was in Nick's position and I was, like, Mr. Cool Guy soccer player, like, me and my soccer buddy friends would have just gone and beat the shirt out of Martin. Mm-hmm. Again, not propo- promoting bullying at all, but like if I was 17 and I was Mr. Cool yeah. Guy soccer player, you were on the soccer team, Ethan. Is that what you're trying to tell me? And somebody you outed my best, or, yeah, like outed one of my best friends. I I would be mad, like, yeah. I I didn't know you were on the soccer team. I was not. I was 100 percent not on the soccer team. Jesus Christ! Those dudes. I, those dudes were cool. Yeah. <laughs> Can I just say, this is besides the point, but it's still about Love, Simon. Okay. Um, but it's just something I found really annoying in the film. It's the sound mixing. Is this just me? Like, I feel like the this is just, like, a thing that annoyed me. Like, the music is never, like, in the environment or it never sounds real. Like, every party they do is, like, super, like, it's, I don't know. Do you guys agree with that? <laughs> I think that's an like, interesting take. I I guess I didn't think about it in this context. When I think teen movie, I like there's a scene in the Breakfast Club where the guy shatters glass, rocking out to some guitar. Right? I just mm, I guess yeah. I don't it, like it wouldn't have crossed my mind. But now that you oh, mention yeah. it, it's like an egregious, frustrating problem, and you've ruined the so film for this. The, rest of my I'm life. the music it's so annoying. So the soundtrack for this movie was done by. Jack Antonoff from Bleachers and a lot of their music is in this movie and they're like one of my favorite bands like ever so I was just the whole time mm. in this movie I'm just like this movie this this soundtrack Fortnite like I love all this music the soundtrack is amazing I love the music but like 
whenever like there's a party they all talk like this like completely normal voices maybe raise a teeny bit and this is like a thing that bugs me with so many music is like when a party scene is on it's never the music never sounds like it's actually there like it sounds like they just like lay the track on top of it after and people because they 100 percent did just lay the track on top yeah. of it afterward i don't know but that really bugged me and also like the continuity is like so bad like there's so many like continuity errors <laughs> that's just like random i thought of because i wrote it down and i was like as i was watching it because i've watched it a couple of times now that's what i noticed i'm proud of you for noticing we need more thoughts <laughs> like that on this show yeah <laughs> I, I, it just really bugs me whenever there's supposed to be music um like in the mizzle sun like in in it and it's just not it's just sounds what like what I always hate about, especially about these teen movies, because this is the thing that happens. You made me think of this because of the music. This is the thing that happens a lot. Yeah. Is like when you get a new original song composed, not composed, but like written for the movie. Yeah. And it plays like over the end credits. Every time. Oh, drives me every crazy. time yeah. I'm like, put it in the Fortnite movie. <laughs> like this yeah, this movie had that be... not not so typical love song song at the end. The Fault in Our Stars yeah, had that song so by good. Ed Sheeran. Like the Taylor Swift did a Fortnite. Start for one of the Hunger Games movies. Like if it's like it's just for promo. right, it's just for pro and that drives me nuts. It's like put it in the, f mm. especially in a movie like this where you have like a lot of, of actual like pop music playing in the movie. It's like put it on, the put it in the movie. Like have Simon get well, in the Subaru um, and it's playing, the, you know. Alfie's song or whatever the hell it's called. I'm like a sucker for Troy Sivan, so like I was very happy that his song got in there because it's uh, written for the movie as well as Strawberries and Cigarettes. Yeah. But it's also just like literally like it's silent. It, it starts up with him singing and then it just goes to like a instrumental of it and it's like so silent you can barely hear it but I was like oh my god <laughs> there it is yeah. But it's like yeah I'll, I'll, yeah, like, I'll say this song. when I think Love, Simon I think both strawberries and cigarettes prominently yes. featured in this film <laughs> i don't think i saw a single character light up i'll be honest no these were very very good kids <laughs> yeah like they went to a party and got drunk once presumably ever in high school i was a little mad because the parents were like well he's home before curfew and he didn't drive home and i was like is that all it would have taken for me to drink in high school probably yeah <laughs> honestly <laughs> probably because I didn't drink in high school. But it also just, like, that wasn't an important part of the movie. Like, that would have just been an unnecessary yeah. scene of, like, parents are mad. Right. Because he's got to think... go have his love moment with Leah where she's like, I love you, Simon. And he's like, I'm I gay. love you too, the band. <laughs> <laughs> when iTunes did that thing, that was a win for me. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so that would have that just been a weird, like, you know. Parents are angry, yeah. seated, not necessary. Did you guys think you got emails when you were watching the movie? No. Oh. I, well, I was watching it on my computer with my email open, and I have that sound on. So I thought every time he got an email, I was like, what? Who's emailing me? I am always, yeah. whenever <laughs> I watch so these annoying. modern teen movies that have like, you know, like iPhone overlays and shirt on the screen, that always yeah. fascinates me. I'm like, oh, the sounds are perfect. It's like you can just Fortnite screen cap an iPhone and it'll do it. Like, it takes, yeah. I can put that in my <laughs> vlog. It takes 30 seconds. Like, <laughs> How did they get the sounds? So and I'm just like, every time I, I'm yeah. like, this is just a great piece of like film engineering. And I'm like, it's not that hard. It's like that whole scene in The Fault in Our Stars when Hazel and Augustus are texting each other. And it, do, it does like, the, the little three dots and the whoosh yeah <laughs> but i do that with the uh, when i add those sounds to my youtube videos like when i like search the sounds i'm like wait these are like actually accurate and then i realize you can actually go into a folder and find them like there is not like, 
<laughs> right, they're all like, they're there. already there. They're all there. Yeah, like someone didn't like re-record them. It's just like taken. Yeah, from computer the code isn't like, that hard. No. Uh, no, I do think I'm ready to I'm ready to be uh, done with screen overlay texting. I'm not. I still I still oh. think it's it's fun and and kind of kind of kitschy there there is no way around it right like that's how you're going to have to show what texting is unless you're like over the person's yeah. shoulder but like and then always in those scenes though that it's like the text is like largely like like enhanced like super large so that people can actually see what the writing if it's like right. a shot what so i feel like it's, what i hate is when they don't it, get the rights to like an actual phone company oh and it's like because yeah. they do this a lot like, in uh i was just rewatching house of cars recently they do this a lot in house of cards where it's like like they got like you know blueberries or whatever uh, and it's it's like yeah. it's like a, a a phone noise that you don't recognize and it's just like i get what this is going for but like it doesn't it doesn't ping anything in my brain no right, it's I'm also not... just like most of the interfaces are i'm just waiting for i'm just waiting for one day one of these fortnite teen movies has a group chat that's in green because one of the kids has an android that is when i will feel comfortable with <laughs> that's when i feel comfortable with yeah. texting on screen is when they get that right because there's always that one person that has the fortnite android yeah ethan are you in our bourbon club chat it's like 20 people and it's blue it is blue yeah i know but like but like, wouldn't that be if if you saw that in a teen movie and it's like you know he goes to text somebody and then goes to text somebody else and it's green? You'd be like, mm -hmm. that's a good. Or it's just like not. Yeah, your 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 brain would ping that as being right. like, that's a good detail. Holy shirt. Sure. That is a good deal. Like this is a person who has a vastly different lifestyle because they believe they believe customizing their phone is worth their time rather than trusting a professional to do it for them. And you know, you know, 99% of the people I know that have Androids, I'm just like, yeah, okay, yeah, sure, whatever you say, bud. And then Sean is like, I've got an Android for these reasons. I'm just like, tell me more. I deserve an Android. <laughs> sell me, Vaishan sell me the on the Google person. Pixel, please. Yeah. Vaishan, our graphic designer, by the way, quick shout out, Vaishan. If you, Vagard, or you listener need graphics, Vaishan is affordable, available, and extremely, extremely good. Damn. <laughs> and you need to reach out to him at graphite.vmb at gmail.com, I think. I actually I don't know need the new header, so maybe I'll reach out. You should out. definitely reach out to him. He's, <laughs> he's, he can, he can match old graphic designers so if you yeah. worked with somebody in the past he can like you know do designs inspired that just, way or he can do something we just got back way. some proofs on some very exciting work he's doing for us yeah that's every youtuber ever i got some really exciting guys i'm not going to tell you what it is yet but like i i have something really we exciting. do have something really <laughs> exciting and we're not going to tell you what it is yet <laughs> mostly because yeah. we don't have all the details right. we are we are gathering mm. resources yeah, right now. currently everything's in the i mean it's all going to happen but it's currently in the like you know with we, we, this is sort yeah. of still a thing and thing. I know that feeling. It's I think like, I think once we have a date, well, yeah. Once I'll, we have a I'll once we have a date, we will and 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 the graphic. The other, <laughs> being on the other side of like actually, whether you're a YouTuber and then have something very exciting and you actually can't share it, it's like so annoying because you want to be that person who's like I have something to share but I can't say what. It's like you want to do that because it's exciting, but then also you don't want to be. I have I have like several different <laughs> exactly. things I'm keeping secret from our audience right now, uh, and that's Damn. like a You're, lot. You guys are getting all the teases in this episode. 
I have no secrets. I'm having a baby, and it's going to be awesome. And that's all I've I mean, got. you have, that's all you I have at least one of the secrets that I have. <laughs> I, yeah, I share one of your secrets. But other than that, I'm having a baby. There will be pictures. I'll probably take a few weeks off of the show. That's all I got for you right now. And I'll replace them. Okay. I know. Uh, that's not in the works. You should definitely <laughs> that, come that replace Tyler. The worst, you are our most requested guest at the moment. <laughs> you are, yeah, by far. I can't, I can't think of anybody else, Europe or otherwise, more requested. Yay. Actually, to be that honest with you, I, if I was to like rank our most requested guests, and this is going to make Seamus feel bad because people do request Seamus to come back a lot. Uh, Seamus, you are loved. You're but but I would say it literally goes like Vegard, Sophie, Seamus. But like, here's the oh thing though. God. Seamus Gorman has been on the show five times. He's also not yeah. requested as a guest. It's more like, when will Seamus right. be back? <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, and Seamus, Seamus will be on the show in two weeks. In, Two weeks w- without yeah. me for Toy Story. Fun. It'll be it me and Shames. So empty without me. It'll be bacon and bacon and Shames. Bacon and uh, shepherd's pie. Shouldn't it be bacon and beans because it's like British? Is that what they eat in England? Yeah, I have no beans f- clue. They put beans on everything beans. in England. Hello. That is accurate. Baked beans go on everything. Bacon and chips. <laughs> bacon and crisps. Yes. Wait, which one is which one's um uh... Chips is fries. Yeah. Oh my god, this I still am confused by that. I was gonna say you when had you English, live in English. What most dialect did you learn? What? Yep. When you learned English, what like slang did you learn? Uh or what what is your native language? Norwegian. And then we learned American English, but then after a while you start learning more British English and then you're a mess and then I moved to England and now I'm even more of a mess. So, so you, you learned English like in school. Okay. Yeah. You say American so English. What? When you say American English, what do you mean? Like the class you took with um, numbers, what's that called? Wait, what? The class Maths. with math. Yeah. Like singular. Is there... One one math. Math, I think. But that's because I now am influenced yeah, by like say. British. Okay. So now it's a mess because now I can't. But I think it's weird because we speak in uh, American sounding way, but we learn to write color with U O or O U. So Wild. we're really messed that U up. is so unnecessary. <laughs> It is but so it's, unnecessary. It, it, but it's also, I think it's just we learn English for convenience and because it's useful, so we don't really care if it's like a British written or and spoken as kind of American. It's more just because it's very useful. Whenever I see one of the British words that has the extra U in it, I'm just like, color. Color. <laughs> Favorite. No, I like it. I think I think it looks looks satisfying when it's like a OU. Oh, no, we got rid of the U. We got rid of U, England. Ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, no. <laughs> For those who, because this is not a visual one, Tyler actually dabbed, so you can unsubscribe now. Yeah. Yikes. I did dab on him. Because <laughs> I got the horses in the back. <laughs> okay, so as something's going on, I think the connection is. <laughs> I, think I just have to hang up. <laughs> uh, there's a video on our YouTube channel of Ethan singing that song and playing it. There actually so is. Let's yeah. just let's be nice. <laughs> oh. It was like between its current blow up and its original TikTok blow up. It was right, right in the Oreo center, oh, the creamy it was, center. Yeah, it was right when Billy Ray Cyrus got involved. Yeah. I'm going to take my horse to the old town road. Some bangs. <laughs> yeah, it's really not bad. That's that's sort of the problem. That's sort of the problem it. is the first yeah. first like 14 times I heard it, I was like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Because I'm sitting there like trying to learn the words. And I'm like, this is the... This is mm-hmm. a, a conglomeration of words that sort of works. And now it comes on, I'm just like, yeah, old town road time. Let's get turned. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Let's get lit on my drive to work. I'm kidding. Don't drink and drive. Don't 
Don't go to work oh. drunk either. All of the above is bad. Just enjoy Old Town Road. Back to Love, Simon, though. Yeah. If I was a 17-year-old kid named Simon and people called me Cy, I would not be okay with that. Oh, the first time I noticed Catherine Langford doing that, I was like, I'm taking the movie out. Yeah. This movie's bad. Yeah. This is not good. It's like, Cy. I think that was a cute nickname. That's that's like an old man nickname. Oh, I, yeah. I guess I don't have the, like, I don't know the context really like of what it would be like in america for that like, so we had we had this like, show um, called duck dynasty uh that was on in america and it was just about the world's most redneck people in the whole world and there was this that for a long time were extremely friendly human beings yeah and then turned out to be just awful yeah and there's this old guy on the show who just says nothing but <clears throat> nonsense and his name is Cy. i think it's short for cyrus oh. but his name his name is Sai. And it's mm-hmm. just that's all I can associate it with. Is like grumpy old and man with a three really foot long beard. Short, it's like also do you need to shorten Simon? Like it's not like it doesn't take that much to say Simon. Like Exactly. Exactly. Okay, Ty. <laughs> I went back to Tyler as a grown man. Okay? Okay. And you know what? I have a daughter coming and her name's Olivia and people keep being like, Oh my gosh, Liv and I'm like, No. I would have named her Liv. If I wanted to call Liv's not a name. Also, people are going to be. call your child things that aren't Olivia. You're gonna have to deal with that. Oh, you you gave her a name that has lots of nicknames, I, like Ollie. Ollie's a great name. I'll take Ollie. <laughs> We're not heteronormative in this household. <laughs> so, Vigar, tell us something. I don't know what I was told. Something. So I was told that the best way to to be an ally during Pride Month is to give whatever platform I have to somebody in the LGBT community to say what they need to say, oh. even if they already have their own platform. So how would you like to use our platform? That's cute. I would just say, oh, <laughs> I should have, um, just be, oh, this is what I said. I said this actually in a video recently. I think it's very important to be open, uh, to be educated, like, because I don't feel like I'm very, like in many areas, even in the LGBT community, I'm not educated. And I feel like for even for LGBT people to be open, to be educated and to think about the history uh, of LGBT and um, acknowledge obviously the privilege of living in 2019 for a lot of people, obviously not for everyone. Um, and then take your time and actually, now that it is Pride Month, research and um, look into uh some of the history and what people have gone through and what people still go through because i think that's very important because a lot of people take pride for granted as a celebration and it has been more than that and it still is that's all very well said very well said <laughs> thank you <laughs> oh well i i appreciate what you're doing for the community by wearing crop tops oh yeah i know like i'm doing all the uh, like, I'm just saying, it's so much uh, strength to do that. <laughs> so <laughs> like, much strength honestly, to, to being yourself. Uh, well, no, I'm I'm joking. Like, it, for me, it's just, um, I don't think I'm, um, I don't know what I'm trying to say. But um, I just enjoy crop tops and that's why I wear them. I'm not, I don't know. I mean, yeah, it, for, for me, it doesn't have, it doesn't have shirt to do with you being a member of the LGBT community. But when I no. see, when I see you wearing I mean, a crop top, I'm like, man, that guy's got some confidence. <laughs> I am proud of that. that. <laughs> I, I am proud of that. That is a person I'm doing something I could not do. That That is sort of the conversation that I feel like, I feel like always happens where it's very easy to think, you know, if my son or if my friend or if I or whoever likes wearing dresses, then wear dresses, you know, do whatever you want. Yeah. And it's very easy to have that ideal. But when you see it in practice, I think mm-hmm. it is not bad by any means, but it is a shift from the way that you think about it, if that makes sense. Like it, it's... I think so, yeah. Like... 
I guess it takes more than just like someone saying that it's okay because it, I don't know. It's, yeah, to me, it's like, oh, it'd be okay if my, my friend wore crop tops. But then I see your Instagram and I'm like, no, it's not okay. It's Fortnite. Excellent. This right. is everything. It is I've beyond ever okay. <laughs> Right, this is so cool. Now, again, it's like yeah. I have a lot of friends who exist in the sort of non-normal music scene, so like a lot of my friends wear crop tops. A lot. Even people mm-hmm. that shouldn't wear crop tops. Uh, Ethan? What? Are you trying to tell us about your crop top collection? No, 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 no. I mean, that's my thing, is like when I see when I see Vegard wearing a crop top, it has nothing to do with me being a straight man and him not. It has to do with me being yeah. an overweight man and him not. And I'm like... <laughs> could wear a crop top people would be like people people would say things they would be like oh man i'm so proud of you for you know body positivity and whatever but it's like nobody needs to see that Mm-mm, no no nobody wants to or needs to see me wear a crop top and that's just that's that's just what i'm doing for the world here it's like i could i could make a statement but like it's it i don't need to no we're good when we when we get to the point of body positivity for overweight white men that's how you know the, like, that's how we, that we know we fixed every other problem Right, like that's that's the point where it's like, like nobody else is is uh, disparaging guys. This is oh, my chance. This cool, I like cool. I can finally wear my crop tops. <laughs> but but until then, uh, Ethan, I hope that you just wear a full length t shirt. Yeah, full length t shirt. Yep, definitely. That's that's what I'm gonna stick with. <laughs> what I really want is like a t shirt, and and I I can speak for a lot of guys here. I think overweight or not, what I want is a t shirt that remains where it is when I raise my arms. Oh my god. Oh yeah. I would say because, as soon as we figure out the pockets for ladies yeah, thing, that's I like if move. I stretch upward, I'm wearing a crop top. And that's just all there yeah. is to it. I'm like a serial <laughs> yawner and yeah. I go to work and I wear a size uh, Vegar, do I look like a large man to you? No. I wear a size large shirt and if I like stretch at work, boom, belly button. Oh, navel you know what? for also, everyone. Th- that's a problem with me with crop tops. If I do this, suddenly I'm showing off my nipples. So, right. you know, shirts should stay in Yeah, it's place. just we got to figure that <laughs> one out. I don't I don't even know what the answer is. And, like, it happens if I'm wearing, like, a dress shirt, too, and I'll have it tucked in, and I'll go to, like, stretch or yawn or whatever, and i got to, like, retuck my shirt. Yeah. Like ugh. They do make, like, garter belts for men that you can, like, suspend your shirt to the, your to the fat part of your calf <laughs> or your of your uh, thigh. Yeah. <laughs> And then, and then it's a treat when you when you like undress for everybody. It's like, oh, here's, there's a here's lot my going thing: on is they made there. those shirts. They started making those shirts. Uh, it was that company called Untuck It, and it was like this is the dumbest yeah, idea I've ever heard. No, shirts. I'm, let me no, let me let me no, talk. No, I'm talking. I'm talking. <laughs> okay, fine. I've heard a lot of podcasts. They're button-up shirts made to not be tucked into your pants because the because I've totally put on a button-up shirt and been like. Oh, which is shorter. Ever. Right. Ever. It's the dumbest freaking idea I've ever heard. You know what button-up shirts are not made to tuck into your pants? Most casual men's shirts. Most. I would say, mm-hmm. unless it's like specifically a dress shirt, unless it's sized with a number, it is not meant mm-hmm. to be tucked in. You can. Yeah, you can, you can tuck it in. You're not going to die. Yeah. But. Yeah. But, and uh, like, I feel like that's weird also because those shirts that are not meant to be tucked in are also cut differently. They're so straight and they also don't like have that much room to tuck in. So I don't know what their branding is. Their branding is. I don't know. Their they, branding they have is like, for the casual man who never tucks his shirt in. Yeah. Let me tell you, right. if I'm at work. And it is, so I've been in casual for, I haven't worked there all year, but we've been in casual dress the whole year because we keep hitting our sales goal. Go team. 
But when we go back to dress shirts, when we eventually miss a sales goal, if I walked in with a shirt not meant to be tucked in, I would be asked to go home and change. Really? Yeah. <laughs> if I like, if I didn't tuck my shirt in, if I just came into work untucked with a shirt that just cut right there at my belt, they would you know be what? like, Tyler, you look like yeah, an my, idiot. Yeah, my last job I had to wear a, a, a tucked in shirt four days a week. Oh, I'm glad I can literally work from my bed, like in my pajamas. I, at 20, I could too, but... <laughs> Well, no, I uh, couldn't. I wore a tux to work every uh, day is, when I was uh, 20, but... Uh, <laughs> since we've talked about LGBT and all that, um, tucked and untucked for me, like, is, like, <laughs> so weird because it's, like, the drag thing, you know, in the LGBT community. No, I don't know. Did we just drag. have a very wild conversation using terms I'm not aware of? Yes. Well, if you were thinking about it that way, yeah. because tucking is, like, I've, I've watched enough drag races. Oh. In between your legs with tape. Oh, I've never heard now, of that Now, if before. my job had any sort of comment on that whatsoever, I would be a rich man right now because I would have sued the living <laughs> Fortnite out of them. Anyway, we do need to wrap up. Let's put Love, Simon on our big board. Okay. Where does it go? Yeah. Uh, I need to pull up the drive you know, so you know, I can Tyler, find out. I'm going to tell you something. Yeah. It's better than Bumblebee. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. Means more. Yeah, it's important. Bumblebee not important. I mean, it's important because like Haley Steinfeld, right? But is it, and the same dude that was in this. Yeah, but it's movie. not like about anything. Right. <laughs> uh, correct. Let's see. My drive movie rankings. I know we talked about it last week. There's high demand for breakfast food, so um, it's up to you guys to get me to not say sausage for this film. This is just everything you can get at Waffle House. It is. This is our chance. We didn't even talk about Waffle House. This is our chance to talk about Fortnite. <laughs> Waffle House in the podcast, and we missed it. I know, and it, we don't. We legitimately don't have time. Is it better than yeah. Miracle? Yes. The Princess Bride. Yes. Toy Story. That's a toughie. Mm, it's a toughie. Which one? The first one? First one. Yeah. yeah. Rocket Man. Yeah. Didn't watch yeah. it. Yeah. Batman Begins. <laughs> this is, oh man, this list is getting out of control again. This list is <laughs> right. getting out of control again. <laughs> I feel like uh, there is, should, like, I feel like it has maybe more of an important message than it being a very, like, good film if you take away all the lessons and um, all that. Oh, it, Love, Simon definitely has a more important message than, than Batman Begins. Yeah, not yeah. that. I mean, like, it's not, like, as good of a film as it has a good message. What do you think, Tyler? Yes. You think yes? I think it, I think it comes down to, like, the list is supposed to be subjective rankings from our perspective. Well, so what's, and for me, as much, as much as I love this film... I would rather sit down and watch Batman Begins. I would rather sit down and watch this, but I would not rather sit down and watch. I would not. I would pick this over Batman Begins, but not over The Dark Knight. Or well, we or got Dark a Night ways Rises. to go before The Dark Knight. <laughs> What's uh, above Batman Begins? Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, no, no. I would rather watch Ocean's Eleven. I know. I could watch Ocean's Eleven anytime. I'm gonna put this. I would put this <laughs> above Batman Begins. All right. Yeah. I, and I do want to note, Ethan. Uh, Endgame is not on our big board right now. Was that better than The Dark Knight? I don't remember. Probably. I, d I don't know. I think it yeah. was. So that puts that at the top of our list. And then Dark Knight, and then Jurassic Park, and then Captain Marvel, and then Us. Toy Story 3, How to Train Dragon 3, Interstellar, Toy Story 2, Dark Knight Rises, Get Out, Ocean's Eleven, Love, Simon. Okay. Um, well, let's just wrap it up then. All Vanguard, right. any final thoughts? Thank you for coming on the show again, by the way. Thank you for having me. It was so much fun. I feel like I kind of get more of the podcast um, vibe now. I feel like I'm more, um, I don't know. I was a little bit nervous last time, but this was, it was just so It's much like fun. talking to an old friend. And so it's a movie flattering. I really love, so. But yeah, you are welcome anytime you want to come. If you if there's a movie yeah. that's coming out that you want to talk about, just hit us up. Amazing. It was so much fun. <laughs> Granted, if, we, you if you're me. in Norway, it might come out like a yeah. long time after, so we might have already covered it, but. 
<laughs> right. I'm coming back to England now in like next week, actually. Oh, so. okay. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Tyler, any final thoughts? Yeah. I really genuinely love this I movie. Too. And if you Same. are gay or bi or feel like there's something you can't talk to your parents about, I pray to God your parents are as cool as Jeff Duhamel and Jennifer Garner Josh, in this film. <laughs> Josh Dumal. <laughs> Whatever. That's what I said. That's that's literally what I thought. But I I said I was thinking Jennifer Garner, and then I said Jeff, and I was like, well, I guess the only reason I know how to pronounce that dude's name is because Aziz Ansari said it one time in a stand-up special, and I was like, that's how that's pronounced. That's how you do it, Uncle. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> anyway. Um, you can find where Vigard, 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 Vigard. Where yes. can we find you? Um, on social media, uh, it's Vigard, and on YouTube as just Vigard, so V-E-G-A-R-D. Um, yes, that's my real name, as a lot of people uh, questioned it recently. <laughs> we have actually questioned that on this show. Uh, I yes, had no true. idea. I thought it was a made-up word. I thought it was like a spell <laughs> in Harry Potter. I wasn't aware about like <laughs> Vigardium Leviosa. <laughs> oh my, wait why has no one said that before <laughs> merch that would have been a better name than wise hufflepuff i'm just gonna be real straight with you buddy oh well wise, uh, we don't talk about that anymore <laughs> we, that's left <laughs> behind <laughs> um, um. Fair enough. Uh, well, you can find me on Twitter at Wow Now, but the O's are zeros. You can find me on Instagram at I almost said Amer Carlin. Nope, that's not me. You can find me on Instagram at Bacon and Egg. You can find Tyler on Instagram and Twitter at Amer Carlin. You can find the show at Bacon and Eggs Pod. Uh, this episode's been brought to you yes. as always by Carlin Brothers Coffee. Always a one. Um, They're amazing. Words, other words, other words, other words. I say things. Uh, our logos and graphics are by Graphite at also known as Vaishon. You can find him on Instagram at graphite.vmb. Our music is by the lovely Andrew Scott Bell at andrewscottbellmusic.com or Andrew Scott Bell on Twitter and Instagram. I think that's all we talk about and Tyler has to go to work so I'm just going to go <laughs> ahead and say that's good. Oh, join us on Patreon. You can yeah. join the Discord. It's only $3 a month and it's super, super, super awesome. Go to patreon.com slash bacon and eggs and you can get access to all the cool stuff we have over there. Anyway, uh, I've been Ethan Edgehill. He's been Tyler Carlin. Him over there in Norway. It's been Vegard. Yeah. Thank you for potting with us. And until next week, Arriba Dirty. Red Rover, Red Rover, send Kelsey Ellison over.